Alrighty, welcome to the Hawaii Show. My name's Elias, and glad you could tune in today. So, I've been thinking. I just recently got back from a vacation in Texas visiting my family, and I feel like God's been working in me. God's been doing stuff. Um, a lot of things this past month. There's been a lot of growth, spiritually, mentally, physically, and all good, all for the better. I am starting to see changes and effects of some new things I've put in action in my life. And it's humbling. And it's heart-filling, uh, knowing that God is working. But yeah, today, I want to talk about freedom. I think there's a lot of times we have an idea of what freedom means in our minds. And it's something we're always yearning for. Whether it's freedom to love, freedom of opinion, freedom of beliefs, freedom of self, of others, thought, creativity. The list goes on and on. Democracy. (laughs) There's so many things in, in a political form, in a social area, in a personal area, a church. There's a lot of freedoms. And I just, I watched The uh, the Social Dilemma on Netflix it was over the last two days. It was, it was really good. It definitely opened your eyes. I recommend it to anybody, but it got me thinking about freedom. And it got me thinking about my own personal walk with God. I don't often share my testimony My past, my childhood, what I grew up in, who I grew up with. And not for any particular reason. It's just something I don't bring up much. Something I don't like to dwell on. And honestly, I'm still learning from it. I'm still learning how to get over different difficulties that have come up in my life because of how I grew up and because of the environment I was in. I did not grow up in the best environment, but it was not the worst at all. And I fully believe in... Everyone's trauma is their own to them. Trauma is trauma. It's people that have gone through more, of course, but it's relative to the person who's experienced it. For me, there are things I've had to get over. There There are personal boundaries and emotional things that I've had to overcome. And through this last year, now over a year, walking with God and yearning after him and trying to live my life the best I can for him, he's revealed a lot to me about my own heart, the beliefs in my mind that I've held, these walls and strongholds I've built up, these restrictions on myself. For example, uh, I'm a passionate person. I love, absolutely love getting to show love. I love doing nice things for people, um, spoiling people that I care about, letting them know I care about them, talking to people, connecting with them. I love people. I love my friends and my family. I'm the kind of person that I I try to be on good relations with everybody. I, I try very hard at this. I do not enjoy uh, quarreling with people, having fights and arguments, being in disagreement with people. And I try my best to be honest in all that I do and be very 
transparent no matter where you see me what I'm doing that I'm the same person everywhere and one of my favorite things uh in my visit at Texas I met a friend from college named Arian and their family had an amazing time and that's that's a whole story in itself I could talk for 40 minutes about all the fun we had just in this one Sunday but I want to focus in on a specific moment we're at a coffee shop. There's a group of us. It's uh, my friend, her sister, her quote-unquote brother, <laughs> uh, their friend from work. And I believe this friend from work had his sister and her friend or two other friends. I'm not quite sure, but they were younger. These two young ladies. And at some point in conversation, I ended up throughout this entire we were at this coffee shop for hours on end but I got to talking to these two younger girls um about God and they're both in church and stuff and so it wasn't abnormal it wasn't like I was I was witnessing in a sense but there was just this moment where one of them was like you know I love living for God but it's there's times at school where my friends come up to me and they want to know more about God. They want to get closer to God. And I don't always know what to say. And God gave me that opportunity to speak into her life and to give advice and my own personal testimony and experience behind it. Um, then she had to go away for a second and her friend piped up. She's like, I've been filled with the Holy Ghost. I've been doing all that, but I, I've never really read my Bible and I want to. I just don't know where to start. And I got to give advice on that. Um and it's funny because both things are things I've gone through personally of having to figure out and overcome of how do I tell people about God? How do I talk to them about what's happening at church and prep them for, you know, a, a true church service of a spirit led church and what to expect. Uh, and for the other one, reading the Bible, where to start, how to navigate it again, something I had to figure out this last year through wisdom of other people in my church and asking questions and reading books and prayer and just figuring things out. But God used me to get to speak into these two young ladies' lives. And that, it filled my heart. It filled my heart so much. I love, like I said, connecting with people. And I love even more helping people get closer with God. It, it is a passion that God has given me. And it is also my calling. I can't explain it. It just, it feels, if you've ever felt, those happiest moments of your life, you think of how your heart feels so filled, you could cry, a tear comes to your eye, you're just soak in God's goodness. Those moments, those small moments of getting to talk to people about God, help them get closer, getting to see revelations, or someone step out, like the, her one friend did, step out in faith a little bit and be, hey, I have a question about this, can you tell me more about it? And looking for truth, and getting to help. I love it. And I now have a freedom to share these things. I have, God's giving me the ability to share truth, real truth, Bible truth, godly truth. I think more and more as we look around, especially at my age, it's hard. It's hard to find truth. It's hard to look around and to hear someone say something about a certain subject or topic and be like, yeah, that's 100% true. 
I grew up with two parents that were flooded in the Facebook world, in social media world, in news of all sorts, political news, health news, everything. When coronavirus kicked up, oh my goodness, the amount of theories and different opinions and things I heard from each of these parents was phenomenal. And I also had the unique unique experience of my dad was on one side of this debate and my mother was on the other. And so I constantly was bombarded with opinions and different facts that both claim to be facts, factual things, and yet completely contradicted each other. And it just makes a point, again, of how hard it was just in that small, just in the coronavirus area to find the truth sometimes. And same with news and uh, the expression of fake news has been spread a lot over the last couple of years and come to light a little bit more. But it's hard. It's hard to find truth, even in your friends and your family. You talk to people whether at church or at your job or whatever social event you're at where you find and connect with people, it's hard to trust people sometimes. It's hard to sit there and be like, yeah, that per like, assumingly for you to put your guard down and someone speaking to you for the first time and you take everything they say word to mouth at their truth, it's a rarity, at least for me. It takes credibility, obviously, and uh, knowledge of the person and a connection to believe what they're saying fully but one thing about God and his word it's truth it's honest truth there is no contradiction to it there is no argument against it at least in my mind and the Bible talks about how it's perfect it is God's word and how we are to follow it live by it So when it comes to freedom, one thing in my childhood I often experienced was a capping of my emotions, of people who put a cap on how expressive I was, how much emotion I had. They'd say I was often too emotional. I got in trouble uh, because I had all this emotion bundled up. And it was at home especially. It was constantly capped and not given a a source to be funneled through and to be spread this love and joy for people that was constantly smothered at points in my life. Now being 19 out of the house, I'm still learning. I love to do gifts. I love to give gifts to my friends and to say nice things to people, to compliment people's outfits, to tell them I think they're pretty, to tell them that I think they look good today or just anything to lift spirits. I love, I love getting to see the good in people. And it's something that God's blessed me with of getting to see the good in people, the heart and the love. But for the longest time in my life, it's been smothered. My expression was judged and then used to characterize me in a light that I didn't feel a I agreed with whether as people thought I was gay when they first met me because of how I act or I thought I was uh, big headed I don't know there's a list I could go on a list of names throughout my childhood in my high school years up till this last year still some of them coming up 
these assumptions about me. And for the longest time, I let these rule who I was. I let these determine how I saw myself, my self-image. And it locked me in a cage. I still struggle today voicing something I like to say. Something as simple as a compliment or a small conversation starter, I still struggle today to strike up a new conversation with someone, to get to talking, to compliment them out of fear of them thinking I'm too much or they might not appreciate a compliment or uh, I'm being overboard with how I feel in my emotions. And I lived in this cage for so long. Going home to Texas revealed to me, um, obviously here in Wisconsin, I live on my own and I I rent a room, but I'm on my own for the most part. I spend much of my day with myself and with God. That is my days. And I enjoy it. I prefer it that way right now in this part of my life. Going back to Texas to be in my house with my dad and my sister opened my eyes to, first of all, what life used to be like. All the feelings and the old emotions I used to feel down there before I found God, I felt a smidge of them. I felt reminders uh, driving around town and in the car and being at the house. Reminders of these things. Interacting with my dad and my sister and how they used to be because I used to be just like them. And I love them. Oh my goodness, don't get me wrong. My family means everything to me. But I realize there are certain tendencies and walls built that I've had knocked down in the last year. And it was it was a sobering moment to be around it again. I remember the restrictions I used to place on myself. Afraid to give a hug, to ask for a hug. That's a thing. Afraid to talk to someone, to say hi. I grew up in a house, and this is before I even lived with my dad, where there was a certain person in my life that put restrictions I, I couldn't say hi to all the time out of fear of getting punished or yelled at or verbally abused in some way. Tri- going through some stress so I stopped I became quiet and then when I wasn't quiet I would talk and spill I felt like I had to fill every quiet space when I was with friends out of fear of not being enough not being enjoyed not being talkative enough I I took a lot of my value from others And what they thought of me. And how they reacted to me. But God's been dealing with me lately. One thing that brought a lot of freedom. Is the realization that. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. By God. That means every flaw. Every insecurity. Every loving thing. Every emotion God gave us. He created us this way. We are designed his perfect image 
There's so many times when I was younger, I felt so out of place. I felt like I did love too much. I was overly critical. Uh, There's a list of things I could say that I used to believe about myself or about others that restricted and hindered me in this place. I felt like an outcast. I felt like I didn't quite fit in with people in life as if I was a puzzle piece that was meant to fit in somewhere. (laughs) And there's a lot of things that played into this. Social media, friends, school pressures, family pressures, obviously. There's plenty. I love people. And I think one of the most hurtful things in my life was that I was convinced that I loved too much, that I cared too much. I care deeply about my friends. I think about them often throughout my day. I pray for my friends, my family. I want what's good for them. I want to be able to do good things for them, provide for them. And yet somewhere along the way, somehow, I was convinced that showing that admiration, that love was wrong, wasn't okay. It was weird. (laughs) That wanting to give hugs was a bad thing cannot tell you the amount of times I've held back wanting to give someone a hug or a kind word and I held back because I thought they didn't want it from me wasn't good enough yet I don't I can't remember a single time in my life that someone's hugged me and I went I didn't want that (laughs) can't remember a friend ever said a kind thing to me, then I went, oh, I did not want to hear that about myself. Oh, I didn't want that compliment or that kind word. Never. I was in a cage. Cage of self-doubt and fear. Hindered me from being who I felt I truly was. And for the longest time, It didn't take others to smother me down. I started doing it myself. For years and years, I did this. I felt I was too much, too outgoing, too loving. And God showed me freedom. I think we're all designed to love God. I truly believe this. I think... Human beings are designed to worship, to praise, to have God in our lives. That is, we are made in his image. We are made to yearn after him. He has a place in our hearts, in all of our hearts, whether we realize it or not. Now, whether we choose to fill him with that is our choice. Whether we choose to be baptized in spirit is our choice. He gives us that. But in this last year... I've been able to reopen my love and pour it into God. A love and a passion I used to feel so deeply for everyone, 
that I smothered, I was reopened and given to God. One who loved me and loves you unconditionally. That means without any requirements of you. Can be as messy as you want, as crazy as you want. You can have so much love for God and he will never go, that's too much. I think of David when they got the Ark of the Covenant back and him dancing in the streets, looking like a fool. <laughs> but that's the kind of love, the love for God I wish to express always, the kind of love I wish to express for people. And I feel like today we've smothered love, how much love someone can express, what a comfortable amount of love is. As if there is too much. That there's a thing to love too much. (laughs) God made us that way. God gave you a heart to love others. The people you pain after. Your heart hurts after. God gave you those feelings. To be used for him. To be used for his glory, his work. freedom I went to a church this last Sunday it was not my home church I was down in Texas it was a French church they had an evangelist in town and service honestly was quite rowdy it's down in Texas and old school all the music was just praise music there was no words it was praise music all the way and it was dancing and cheering and celebrating God they prayed over a family um, that had been going through tough times. That was a cool moment. The preacher had no idea this family was going through a hard time. And the friend that brought me uh, told me that this family had been going through a very difficult time spiritually, mentally, physically, in every way in their lives. And the preacher personally identified this row of people and said that God was going to bless them. And the church prayed over them. And there was a outpouring of of the Holy Ghost. It was a Holy Ghost hoedown. (laughs) Church went for three hours that day. And I danced till the last second. I had so much fun. Because that, that dancing, that release, it's the love I have for God. I often find myself at home dancing around my room if I'm at church having some alone time, dancing at church, praising God. And it's something that's been smothered. Being expressive, being outward was smothered in my life for so long that it it was hard. It It took time for me to be able to dance for God. And I still struggle sometimes. At my church, I love my church. Often, I'm one of the only ones that go up front to, in the altar space to praise God. I can't stay in my seats. There's not enough space in that row for me to dance and to open up my arms and to praise and worship God. But this last Sunday, I was at a church where everyone, and I mean a church of 200 plus people were there. Everyone was dancing, worshiping, praising. 
I was one of, I want to say, a hundred that were dancing and praising God. And there were some people that truly didn't care what anyone thought. They worshiped God and praised God with everything they had, all the way from young kids. And I mean like seven and eight-year-olds falling out the Holy Ghost, praying, crying, dancing, everything they had to some elderly people in the church, prancing around, praising God for his goodness. It was the most beautiful thing I watched for so long. It moved my heart. There came a point in the service, I just stood there with a hand up, speaking in tongues, praying, and just watching, watching God pour out his blessing on this church, on this family. It was so powerful. But it spoke to me deep in my heart. Freedom. Chains and burdens. Broken and lifted that Sunday. Not just with me. There's so many in that church. You could see it. I left that church feeling so light. So happy, so ecstatic, so myself, so free. And I learned a valuable lesson about freedom. There's a song and a lyric that comes to mind. It's freedom to dance in his presence, freedom to shout and victory. Hallelujah. We praise your name. We have freedom. No one except ourselves hinder how much we choose to love. The kind things we choose to say, the uplifting words we choose to speak, the praise we give to God and the worship. No, nothing can stop us from praying as long as we want worshiping as long as we want who says our worship has to end when the worship service ends honestly at home every day I try to take a moment of worship and praise and sometimes it's for an hour and sometimes it's for 10 minutes sometimes it's one song but only we hinder the love we express the time we take to worship, the time in prayer that we have. Only when we hinder it, not our jobs, not our schedule. I could wake up early as I want. But yet we allow ourselves to be moved and pushed around by this life, by other things that truly don't mean much. (laughs) Me getting to worship God for an hour is much more valuable than my four hours at work. Sure, my four hours at work provide for me, but God provides that job. (laughs) That hour of worship connecting with God will do more for me spiritually and in my soul and in my life than four hours at work and the hundred bucks I can make in a shift. A hundred bucks is temporary. (laughs) That time with God, it's, it's beautiful, it's eternal, it's filling prepares you for your day. 
So I challenge. I, I present this challenge. Pray. Pray and ask God where you're holding back. To re- ask God to reveal your heart to you, that he reveals your heart to yourself. We don't know our own hearts. We think we do, but we don't. David prays that God would search his heart and show him what was in it. Because we don't. We don't know. We can't see. We can't predict what's all in our hearts. But God sees our hearts fully. He knows. Find those places where you're lacking freedom. I challenge each of you. If you don't worship and praise with all you got, if you hold yourself back, and I mean in your room and you're afraid to lift your hands, to put a little pep in your step, (laughs) I challenge you to do it. Put on a praise song, put on worship, whatever you want to listen to, and do whatever you want, whatever you feel your body wants to do for God. You want to be filled with his spirit? Ask him. Ask him to refill you. He's not lacking. (laughs) He's the well of living water. It's everlasting. He is everlasting to everlasting. They're alpha and omega, beginning and end, and before and after. There is no end. And so don't think that he won't fill you up. That he won't come meet you where you're at. I challenge you to find freedom in a place that's gone dry. Allow God to water a place in your life that's been dry. Just step out of your comfort zone a bit. Compliment a person. Dance for God, whatever it is. And I hope you find freedom this week. Thanks for listening in. I hope this brought some peace, some joy, some love. And I hope it helps you get closer with God. And I'll see you next time.